listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. Our guest today really embodies the whole, whole notion of fulfillment, and I'm just so excited to speak with her and excited to have her here on the show. Our guest today is an MSNBC correspondent whose TED Talk on finding what makes you special in the world has amassed over 9 million views on YouTube. Born in Venezuela, she came to the United States in 2008 to pursue a career in journalism, where she dabbled in many different outlets and even unemployment at times. But nonetheless, she eventually grabbed a job with one of the biggest TV networks in the world and landed the job of her dreams. Not only is she living out the job of her dreams, but she is absolutely killing it in her role as a journalist, as she has been named one of the top young voices in the American newsrooms, won the PB Body Award for Investigative Journalism and the Gracie Award. Whether she's telling a story about a crisis in a foreign country while being in the middle of the action, or when she's facilitating conversations with Pope Francis, she is ultimately fulfilled along every step of the way and is driven to inspire others to use their voice and take action on making significant change in the world. So please help me in welcoming the author of the brand new book, Perfectly You, Embracing the Power of Being Real, Mariana Atencio. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mariana. Thank you so much, Joe. That was an awesome introduction. I'm humbled. Thank you. Oh, of course. Of course. No, it was it was easy to write because there you you just do so many great things and um and, and it was just great to to write all the amazing stuff that was in there. And and what's really cool about your background is, you know, the the big change that you kind of went through in your life, you know, from moving from an entirely different country all the way to the United States. And I know you had the experience of, you know, being in the summer camps in like Minnesota out of all places. And and I'm from the Midwest, so I know exactly like how how crazy you can be. Um, but but just to like go through that situation is just like one that's something like I can't really relate to. But at the same time, I can also relate to like the part of, you know, feeling different and feeling um, like you're, you don't belong into a certain place when you're first there. So, so how did you deal with those things when you came over to the United States, like feeling like, uh, you know, you were, you were someone different or that people were looking at you the wrong way. And, and how did you ultimately embrace that? So I came to the United States over 10 years ago because my home country, Venezuela, unfortunately fell into turmoil. And, you know, it was a tough experience to have to leave without knowing when you're going to come back. The experience of, I always say, like, think about putting your entire life in a suitcase Mm -hmm. and really leaving without a return ticket. So it was a leap of faith. And I, I knew exactly where I wanted to go. The United States, for me, growing up, was and is the beacon of freedom. I think we don't realize how bright that beacon shines around the world for people who want to live in democracy and the freedoms that sometimes we take for granted when we're here. Mm-hmm. So I came and, you know, in the beginning, English obviously is not my first language and my full name is Mariana del Carmen Atencio Cerboni. You know, it's not that common. And you're looking for a job, like knowing that you have all of these things that 
could work against you. And I always tell people that belonging takes work. You know, ever since we're little kids, your parents take you to the playground, like play with the other kids. Like it's not easy. And as you get older, when we're teenagers, even when we're socializing with people at our job, belonging takes work and you have to go the extra mile to be really funny or good looking or really nice to everyone around you to feel like you belong. So in that process over the last 10 years, I really saw parts of my personality um, be placated a little bit, you know, even when I started on television where there's even more of a tendency to stereotype you. I even see clips of myself years ago, like, my name is Mariana, you know, like not mm. pronouncing my name the way it's meant to be pronounced. So through the years, I kept kind of um, struggling with the fact that I wasn't tapping into my true power, you know, and dealt with unemployment, as you said, and dealt with having doors shut in my face. So the book, Perfectly You, is really when I finally kind of made that connection of if I really embrace who I am, I will stand out and I will be successful. And ultimately I will be fulfilled because I will be embracing what makes me real. And it's been amazing because this whole process has also taught me that it's about something much bigger than myself. I've been successful because I've been perfectly me and not what everybody else expected. But now I also notice that if I am perfectly me, that also inspires other people who see me on TV or on social media to embrace what makes them real. So the experience of writing this book and coming to this conclusion has been just beautiful because it's generated this wonderful ripple effect that is already creating a big wave. So I'm, I'm so thankful and, um, and yeah, and urge all of you listening to start thinking about what makes you perfectly you. Oh, I love that. Oh, that was an awesome answer. And and yeah, and I appreciate like you sharing that story with the world because and I because it's so true because when you said it it takes work to to try and fit in and belong, right? Because I think we we fight against our natural tendencies and like we try to fit the mold and be a chameleon and someone or not. And obviously it just doesn't feel like so natural all the time to belong. But when you're able to just be you, like, you know, you come from the heart and and you it feels like essentially like effortless because it's you. That's like who you are. And so I think nowadays, like, and I don't blame this on people at all. Like, I just think like with all like the social media and all this stuff that come on, we have out there that um, it's easy for people to forget, you know, what makes them perfectly themselves. So what are some things that, that maybe you've done that people can do in order to find out like what makes them perfectly themselves? That's a great question. And when I set out to write perfectly you, and I'm showing it here because <laughs> I know you may show this video in the future. Yes. Um, I wanted I wanted the book to go beyond my story because I really wanted readers and your listeners to take something that you will be able to apply in your own life. So every single chapter of this book has practical takeaways for you to be able to turn into positive actions. Mm. And some of the things that I tell people are, for example, I think the the importance of a name is something huge. We don't realize how important it is, you know, when 
people mispronounce your name or call you by a different name. It's happened to me where people call me, oh, Maria, or mm. I mentioned in the book an anecdote of when I started at NBC News um, and even ABC News. And I walked into the newsroom and you hear Maria. I, I'm like, did I even hear like a marinara? I'm like, what? <laughs> but you tend to like not say anything and not want to be, you know, rude and correct people. But when you're starting out at a job, when you are in a social gathering and people mispronounce your name, it's always a good idea to just respectfully say, no, actually it's Mariana, uh, pleasure to meet you, because it sounds like a small thing, but it's such a big part of who you are. And I always mm -hmm. say, you know, in your case, whether it be Joe, Mariana, you know, it's more about, it's about more than this Mariana or you, Joe, it's about other Joes, other Marianas out there who, whose names are also kind of hard to mispronounce. So I think that's an important, good thing to remember always. A second thing is, especially for women also, dress the way you feel like yourself. You know, news in social media, people will tell you, oh, that doesn't look good on you, or like, why are you wearing, you know, this or that. There's a very sort of painful chapter in the book where I was called by a higher up before uh, a White House black tie event. And I was told, please don't look too Latina. And when it oh. happened to me, I, this person also thought that they were doing me a favor, like, oh, I am actually giving her advice, you know, poor thing, she doesn't know what to wear or like, Jeez. and I didn't know what to say, you know? And I was so shocked about what was happening. But then I thought of a firm, respectful answer for the next time it happened. And it did happen, a comment over my red lipstick. And I said, you know, respectfully, if you have nothing to say about my editorial, I would please ask you kindly to refrain from telling me those comments in the future. And it never happened again. So mm. I am telling people all these things so that when it does happen to you, you have tools to know how to act, how to pronounce your name correctly, dress the way you feel authentically you and don't let people tell you different. And the third thing I would tell people is, for those listening, if you're going to a job interview, if you just started a new job, if you're meeting your in-laws, <laughs> you know, repeat to yourself, you belong in every room you enter. Don't let anyone, but especially don't let yourself think otherwise. Mm. Yeah, no, I love that last point, especially yourself, right? Because people will judge, people will, you know, throw out the things. But in the end of the day, like, if you can, like, embrace who you are, then it's really special. And, and it doesn't matter what others say. Joe, and it's the imposter syndrome, you know? That is yes. something in our own heads. You have no idea how many. I talk to university students a lot. Um, I go across the country, obviously, also as a national correspondent. It's week to week, town from town. And people tell me things like, I think they made a mistake hiring me. I think that everybody else in this college class is much smarter than me, or they already have job offers. These are all things we tell ourselves. And at the end of the day, we are the ones sabotaging ourselves. So repeat after me, you belong in every room you enter. I love that. I love that. And you like, and it's, I love that you brought up the imposter syndrome too, because like, one, honestly, as I'm being very vulnerable here, I do feel this at times, 100%. I have friends who feel this all the time. And they ask me like, how do I like, I don't feel like I belong here, like same thing like you're saying. So like, 
other than like like stating your intention out loud of like I belong here, like I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, is there any other like ways that we can like combat that imposter syndrome? Because sometimes that voice in our head can be like so yeah. loud and just daunting Absolutely. and stuff. So so is there any other like techniques that that you would suggest to kind of combat that? What I tell people in this book, which is was also the the primary message of what makes you special, which is the TED talk you referred to in the beginning, mm-hmm. which has gone viral. I get messages from people from India, from Turkey, from all over the United wow. States, from Mexico, because I, I do an exercise in that TED talk that I urge your listeners to do today is quite simply when you're feeling like, what is it of value that I have to offer the world? Sometimes we're very quick to, and the people who do marketing and product development will understand this. We're very quick to analyze the product that we're selling and its strengths and weaknesses. We're very quick also with other people to praise them. We're very kind to other people, but we're so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what I tell people is do inventory, just like you would of anything, any product that you're selling or that you're gonna buy, write your strengths and weaknesses and look at that amazing list of strengths and things that you bring to the table. And when you look at the weaknesses, it's not about eliminating them. It's about flipping the script. You know, mm. when I first came to the United States, my list of weaknesses, including included things like I have an accent, you know, English is my first language. I don't have a green card. I'm not a citizen. You know, all of these things that for me looking for a job were huge obstacles. But I said, how can I turn these into competitive advantages? So I found a job where my knowledge of immigration firsthand, my knowledge of Latin America or my knowledge of Spanish were things that people were looking and employers were looking for. So write your strengths and weaknesses, have that list of things that make you special that make you perfectly you handy always and in your head always. And when you look at the weaknesses, flip the script and don't try to eliminate them or minimize them, but turn them into competitive advantages. Oh, wow. I love that. That's so, it's so awesome. And it's, it's great too, because you, you can embrace your full self. I mean, it, like you embrace both the sides of the strengths and the weaknesses and you're looking at the weaknesses and saying, well, what can be special about these things? And, you know, I always say in the show, it's like when you can be grateful for like even your weaknesses, even like your struggles and all that stuff, like Absolutely. that's, that's how you can have a fulfilling life. Absolutely. And this book, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, something I wrote in there that says, it's our mess, our differences, our struggles, large and small, that make us perfectly suited to become the change we want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in one of our book tour stops in Austin, uh, I love to do these very experiential tour stops. For any any one of your listeners that's following me on social media, and my handle is at Mariana, M-A-R-I-A-N-A, Atencio, A-T-E-N-C-I-O, um, these, these book tour stops are incredibly experiential. They're all about having a conversation with people and connecting as human beings. And a lady showed up in Austin, her name is Patricia. And she just raised her, her hand and said, you know, I lost my 12 year old kid, which was so incredibly painful to hear. And she said, I'm here because I've realized that that makes me perfectly suited to help others who are going through loss. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we had an incredible moment of healing right there. 
a couple of days later, a man named Daniel DM'd me on Instagram and said that he had connected his mom who was having trouble coping with loss with Patricia and the Patricia was already helping his mom out. So, oh, wow. as, as you say, like the challenges that we have overcome, you know, I've had family members that have dealt with addiction. I myself have dealt with loss in the book. I read about losing my dad and how that has helped me connect with people about loss, which is something so universal. You know, mm-hmm. your challenges are things that make you perfectly suited to be fulfilled, find your purpose, but especially help other people. Oh, man, that is literally bringing a tear to my eye right now. Just listening to that. That was absolutely beautiful. And it's like when you hear things like that, like when people are connecting with other people who are going through the same issue that they've gone through in life, it is just so amazing because like that's the gift. And and even in your book, like you said, using, you know, that that horrible experience that you had of, you know, losing your dad in order to use that to help people is just so powerful. And and I think when anyone's kind of going through those tough times and if, if you can think about those things, like I think it makes it much easier to go through. And and so like when you when you experience like those things, what was this something that you know, you kept telling yourself like in the moment or was it something that you learned in hindsight or maybe from other like people? Like, cause I, I, I know that there's some people listening to this right now or maybe going through some just unspeakable things and they're thinking like, Oh, like, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but like, I don't know, I don't feel it right now. So kind of like when I hear like, you know, maybe your experience a little bit around that and, and like, when did you kind of like connect the dots from that scenario? It's tough to, to understand when it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, I write about, you know, I, I came here from Venezuela. Venezuela, as we know from the headlines, has undergone deeper and deeper political and economic chaos. My mom and dad were down there. My mom is still down there. And my dad got sick with the flu that was going around here in in the States when he was visiting me, went back, didn't know he had the flu. He was super healthy, Joe. And you know, in three weeks, he was in the ICU. They had no medicine to give him down, down there. I had to fly down, look for medicine in the black market, deal with doctors who had absolutely nothing to give him. It was a devastating experience that also plunged me into what it means to cover a story, but also to live it firsthand. Mm. Um, I urge people to to also read the chapter to understand, again, just how lucky we are to live in this country but also to see what a place like that is going through. Um, I think as human beings, you know, it was so isolating for me down there that reading about these things, it just opens your mind to what other human beings are going through and even ways to help. So when I was dealing with all that, obviously I, the, the thought of this will someday help other people because I will be talking about it or writing a book about it obviously didn't, didn't cross my mind. To everybody listening down there, down, I mean, to everybody listening here um, or down there who is going through something, I am with you. I know that it's very hard to see the positive in any, any of it, but I think it's understanding that, first of all, it's universal. It will happen to all of us. All of us will deal with loss. Even if I talk about in the book, you know, I've covered earthquakes, I've covered parents looking for their kids in the midst of the rubble. This was in Mexico City in 2017. And, you know, you may not know what going through an earthquake feels like, but we all know what loss feels like. Mm -hmm. So I think that it is saying we are all going to go through this 
we are not prepared as human beings to go through it because it's something that, that we just we're just not prepared for for some reason. And I think it's understanding there they are there are wounds that will not totally heal, but you will honor those you lost and what they stood for and what they taught you by helping others out. Or mm-hmm. and or living you know, your life to the fullest and, and always remembering their teachings. You know, my dad was always a person who taught me about the importance of giving back. So when I lost him and after, you know, several months of coping with that loss, I said, what is the best way of honoring him? And every time I give back every year, for example, for his birthday, I do something to give back. Whether, you know, this year I gave back to Reading Pals program here in Miami, donating kids, but also volunteers that will read to kids in schools. Last year, I literally went down to Venezuela to hand deliver medicine in one of the children's hospitals that had nothing because I'm like, I lived through this. I need to help children who are going through this who still have a chance. So that has, for me, um, brought about new meaning to this, this tragedy that I lived through. And that's what I would tell people who are going through it now. It may not make sense now. Give yourself time to heal and permission to heal. But then always remember, how can I honor this person who I love so much? Oh, my gosh. That was an incredibly beautiful answer. And I loved every second of that. I mean, wow. I, I just I just hope that anyone I know, I shouldn't say hope. I know that anyone listening to that definitely, like, you know, I like resonated with them because that was resonating with me. And I just thought it was just so powerful, every single thing of that. And to see that, you know, you're taking such a terrible situation and using it to give back. Like when you said that you were going to Venezuela and handing out, you know, medicine to kids that like, that is like so beautiful. And it's, and it's, and it's amazing because, you know, not only are you helping the world, but you're connecting with people too, who are going through tough times and, and ultimately like having that shared experience can essentially be a beautiful thing in the end of the day. And that's, that's what I absolutely love about that. So and and we were talking about before too to kind of go on to human connection a little bit like we were talking about one of the great things about travel is that you know you get to connect with people and stuff like that and and you can use situations like this to connect with other people too but like from a general perspective um maybe for someone who has trouble connecting with other people or they're thinking like i try but like i don't know maybe i like focus on myself a little too much like what would you kind of your tip be for someone who's looking to connect with more people because i mean I, I think you and i both agree if connection with people is one of the most fulfilling experiences we can have in our lives so so what would you say to someone who's looking to connect more and and build better relationships in their lives i would say two things the first one um, which is really easy and you can go ahead and do right now when you're finished listening to this podcast is being present and something as simple as listening. When people ask me, oh, you know, journalists nowadays, like you guys are fake news or, you know, mm-hmm. how do you, are, are you really like, you know, connecting with people or like hearing what people have to have to say or like even things when people ask me, what's the trick to a good interview? And I'm like, listen, it's just as simple as listening. Sometimes we just need to to be present, like put our phone away, put our minds sort of totally focused on what the other person is saying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes being present is doing something as simple as, you know, I sometimes like to move my toes around, you know, when you are in a situation where like remind yourself, like, why are you thinking about all these other things that you need to do? You know, I move my toes around even in my shoes. And that just reminds me of like where I am and 
look into the eyes of the person you're talking to and just really listen to what they're saying. That's something real easy that you can start applying in your own life today. And the other thing that I would say that I talk about in Perfectly You is let's listen and connect with people who also think differently than we do. Mm. You know, in Venezuela, my home country, when I think about what really tore us apart was polarization. And we just stopped listening to people uh, because of because of the politics. And I don't want to see that happen in, in my new home in the United States. I wrote this book as a much needed message of unity in this time. And, you know, there are stories here. I work for MSNBC. You know, it's it's no surprise what what some people think of us or, or think of the network where I work. I make a point of it of traveling the country and talking to people from all walks of life, no matter their political views. I give them a voice. It's about giving you a platform to tell me and those in power or those in Washington what ails you. And one of my favorite stories in this book is called Shelter from the Storm. And mm. I'm the girl like that's co- that's in the middle of the hurricane, like covering the storms and the earthquakes. And when you go- look at the TV and you're like, who's that crazy girl? That's me, that's my job. Um, and my husband also wants to like half die every time. <laughs> like, right, I can I imagine, holy, anymore. holy crap. But, um, covering uh, Hurricane Florence in North Carolina last year, we found ourselves in an island and called Oak Island, North Carolina, the, the, the police had closed the bridges because the winds had picked up so much. We weren't expecting that to happen. The storm was going to come much closer to us than we expected. It was a category four at the time. And there were no hotels on the island because it was so teeny tiny. And I'm interviewing a man on television. And when we finished the interview, I half jokingly said, can you take in four human rescues? We literally have no place to go. And he his name is Paul, and he's a supporter of the president. And he knew mm-hmm. we were MSNBC. He could have said no and called us fake news and told us to hit the road. Paul took us in for what was supposed to be a night and ended up being five. Wow. And made us hot soup every night, came with us every day to navigate the island through the debris and the rain, acting as our local guide to help us do our job of communicating to the rest of the country what was happening there. So in the end, you know, we we had long conversations at night about immigration, and I told him about my own story, how I'm a legal immigrant, but it takes 30 days of unemployment to become undocumented. It's that fast. And I think I helped him understand things about the system that he didn't. I also was able to see his concerns and his viewpoint, and it was just our shared humanity that rubbed Mm. off on one another. So to me, that chapter is so important because it just says, you know, the importance of talking to people who think differently than you, but also that at the end of the day, we are human beings above anything. Like when you're in the middle of a category four storm and you have nowhere to go, we are people with shared humanity beyond stereotypes and headlines and political views. And that's how we should go out and just connect with people every single day. Right. Exactly. And and I love that story, too, because it's such a great, like, depiction of how simply understanding 
other people's point of views and where they're coming from. You don't necessarily always have to agree with what they're saying or necessarily like, you know, say, oh, yeah, like I I think your way now. Like it's just the simple fact that you can understand someone essentially like makes things much more civil. And I totally agree. It's 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 troubling when you see that there is a lot of divisiveness and a lot of this like headbutting all over, you know, the fact that people aren't just willing to at least understand the person, not necessarily agree with them, but just understanding. And, or, or even to start by listening. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like ha- just have like meaningful conversation as opposed to just like, you know, yelling at each other, which we see now a lot of days, unfortunately. But but I absolutely love that. And and do you think also too just like accepting who other people are like plays a factor in that as well. Like accepting like that, you know, everyone's different and stuff like also like plays a part into the connection piece, but not just the connection, but the understanding as well. And I think that begins by understanding what makes you perfectly you. Yeah. If you do that exercise of, you know, write down the things that make you who you are and say, this is me. This is what I bring to the table. This is what I makes me perfectly suited or what I what I bring to this country and to people this is what makes me fulfilled once you understand that about yourself it makes it so much easier to accept and understand about other people mm-hmm. yes I agree with that I agree 100 percent, and I love that everyone's different like even like you said like what makes you fulfilled like is so different for every single person that's why the show is called like the art of fulfillment it's not like the science of fulfillment right everyone's has their own special kind of ways for for fulfillment so like usually i ask this as the last question but i'm actually it's a good segue right here to like ask right now like for you like you know what does fulfillment mean to you and and what fulfills you in life ultimately now I'd say the, the, the one thing I know for sure, which is why I went into this business, I love connecting with people. I mm. love going out there and talking to people. It just fills my heart in a way, you know, listening to them. And I'm a very warm person, so I usually give people a hug. I'm thrown into the worst possible situations because you ne- they never sent you to cover good news. You know, I cover mm. mass shootings. I cover terrorist attacks i cover earthquakes hurricanes what have you meeting people in the worst possible circumstances but connecting with them and hopefully helping them in their moment of need is something that has always fulfilled me it's why i do what i do now because of this book i've discovered who i am embraced it that has given me just this power that i that i I always had, but I, I wasn't aware of to do what fulfills me also now, which is <laughs> inspiring people. You know, at the end of the day, this book is inspiring people to discover what makes them special, what makes them perfectly themselves. So connecting with people, number one, which is my job, but understanding now that if I can inspire one person to be themselves, the purpose of the book is done. Mm, I love that so much. I love that so much. That is awesome. And, and, you know, I feel, I feel definitely like the same feeling as you in that, like just helping people like in whatever capacity that someone can, like for, for me with this podcast, it's hoping to get people fulfilled for you. It's uh, hoping that people can find out what truly makes them special is just like such a rewarding experience, even if it's just one person. And, and I think a lot of people and, you know, especially my generation of millennials, like, you know, we want to change the world and, and, you know, have these mass voices, which is great. And I think everyone should go for, 
but like you said like it's just really what really matters is like can you change a life of just like one person or like can you help one person out and to have that like singular view is obviously much more realistic but 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 less daunting than trying to go for everyone and and people don't i, I think people underestimate changing one person's life because when you change one person's life, they can change another person's life and you get that chain reaction, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's just awesome. And, and one thing that, you know, kind of reminds me, like just kind of speaking with you and like, like is, is your attitude around that and like the whole notion of, of the book and your attitude around life and everything. And one chapter that I thought was particularly interesting was the yes attitude that you have towards life. So can you like talk a little bit about that? And uh, I, obviously I don't want to give, want you to give too much away because I want people to go and actually read your book, but like how can people learn how to embrace like the yes, uh, the yes attitude in their own life and to help them, you know, uh, to, to basically just have a better outlook on life. The yes attitude was a pivotal chapter for me because after going through leaving my home country, moving to the United States, struggling to find a job, getting laid off, my first job in journalism, trying to realizing that I had to start out in Spanish language media because, again, looking at what made me who I was, that was what made sense for me in the marketplace at the time and really struggling to climb up in media. It was my mentor, whose name is Maria Elena Salinas. She was the anchor for the Univision newscast for over 35 years. And one day she just saw me like this young little whippersnapper digital reporter. I was that day I was actually crying in the parking lot because oh, no. of something that had happened in work at work. And she just kind of invited me into her office and said, right now in your career, you have to say yes to everything that comes your way. Later in life, you will find the and discover the power of no. But right now, you have to be open to the universe and anything that comes your way. Mm. And that was just so powerful for me at the time. Having an anchor at what is perhaps the number one newscast in Spanish language in the United States say that to me, who was a digital nobody. And secondly, when I just started doing it, Joe, so many doors started opening. And that's where I, also the imposter syndrome comes in because you're the first one to tell yourself like, oh no, I can't do this. You know, they, so sure, yeah. in the book, and I'm not going to give too much away, but they asked me to be a part of this investigative unit. And I'm like, I've never done investigative reporting in my entire life. Like, I don't know. It, it was with these hot shots, you know, big shots and and I'm like, what, what can I possibly contribute here? But I remember what she said. And I'm like, I have to say yes. This is the yes attitude that I vowed to have for this entire year. And that was the team that we won the Peabody Award with. Wow. Never happened had I not said yes and had the yes attitude. So chapter seven, one of my favorite ones. I'm not going to tell you what other amazing doors the yes attitude opened for me. But I will tell those of you who are listening that sometimes with sort of a sprinkle of good luck and the yes attitude, you will go places. Believe me. Oh, man, I love that. Yes. And please don't give too much away because I definitely want our listeners to read into the book. I, you know, I read I'm like halfway through right now and it's just absolutely incredible. I'm going to give you one homework, one piece of homework, Joe. Oh, yes, please. Send me a photo of you with the book and something that you learned 
it can be on Instagram and I'd love to repost you because I love that a millennial guy who hosts the art of fulfillment has read it and liked it. And I think that's the way we also spread this, this message and make this movement bigger. It's let's all say what makes you perfectly you, what you've learned and continue to spread this message of authenticity. So you have to tell me what makes you perfectly Joe. Okay. And, I and will to repost you. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I will definitely do that. And and yes, I mean the book is just it is. It's 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 something that, you know, I've struggled with for a lot of my life was just embracing who I was, you know, like growing up as a kid in high school, like I was always trying to fit the mold and then that kind of got worse as I went to college and like you said before, it was like emotionally exhausting and it was isn't it was that, a lot of work. That, that's so I I there's a chapter in the book also about social media about how I've done, I've been, obviously, you know, you see what is working for people out there. I'm like, should I do these makeup tutorials? I don't even, like, I do my makeup in five minutes. As you realize now, as you're looking at me on Skype, like, <laughs> I barely have any makeup. I do my makeup in, like, a public restroom in three minutes, and then I'm on the air on TV. Oh, my gosh. I did this whole thing about, like, smoky eye and whatever. And then I'm like, what if this thing goes viral? And I have to be forced to do these makeup tutorials that I'm not even into. <laughs> you know, so it's what you were saying about like, yeah, when you when you try to fit into other people's expectations or a certain mold, it's exhausting and it can exactly. be really wrong. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And it's 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 it is it, it, like you just like you said before, you don't feel yourself. You don't feel natural. And then it's like, oh, crap, like I'm kind of stuck here because then you like made friends who think you're one person. And if you want to act out and like your real self now, you have like the fear of like, oh man, if I act my real self, are these people going to accept me and stuff? Like, have you ever gone through a, like maybe a similar situation where like you've met people who just like, like didn't accept who you are. And like, the reason why I asked this question is like, because obviously like right now you're, you're very successful. You're very fulfilled. You're totally fine right now. And I kind of want to like, see if there's any picture that I can paint to our listeners to see like, you know, it's okay if someone doesn't accept like who you are, it's okay. Like if someone doesn't do that, like you can just like shake it off. So like, I mean, have you had experiences like that in your life? Well, when this boss told me, don't look too Latina before going to the white house correspondence dinner, which is probably the, the biggest deal for journalists. It's like the Academy awards of, of media. Basically I had packed an outfit, you know, I, I was so excited to go represent, my community in this, in, in, for NBC News, you know, in this mainstream outlet where I was finally working. And I had picked out this beautiful dress that was like, so in a lot of the countries in South America, the flags are yellow, blue, and red. So I had mm -hmm. this golden dress with like a red clutch and navy blue earrings. And I'm like, perfect, because it's a hint to our flags and I'm gonna feel totally myself. And then when I got this phone call from this person, saying, please don't look too Latina, it's like saying to a person, please, please don't look too Christian or please don't look too white or, you know, how do you tell a person to not be who you are? And mm -hmm. at, the, at the time, I didn't know what to do. And when I hung up the phone, I went, I unpacked my bag, I went to the store and I got a outfit that was white, totally white, and didn't really make me feel like myself. And if you look at the pictures, Joe, which I've included in the book, so people really can see <laughs> how miserable I looked, even though I was posing for pictures, it was like a forced smile. So I let that person 
stereotype me and 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 kind of I had to adapt to her expectation of who I was supposed to be for that night and I was miserable. The year the year after I said, "No, I've learned my lesson. I confronted her respectfully. Now I am going to be absolutely myself and go and look very Latina because it is who I am." And yes. so the 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 side by side photo is in the book too where you'll see what I wore 180 completely from the year before. And that was a moment where I shook it off, but it took me a year. It took me a year of understanding what had happened, how it made me feel of confronting this person in a respectful way, making her understand like, hey, you you think this is a good thing or advice you're giving me, you actually made me feel pretty bad and this is why. And then doing a whole 180 the year later, which made me feel just so empowered and fulfilled. That's awesome. That is so great. And anyone who's going through maybe an experience where, you know, a person is not letting them be themselves or stereotyping you or is putting you down, do exactly what Mariana did and just basically just say, hey, like, this is not cool. Like, this is me. I'm going to be me. And if, if you don't like it, like, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to continue to do it. And I think that's such like, a powerful message. And, and you know, you're being true to yourself. And, and you don't want, like, when the moment that you let someone else, like, dictate who you are it's like it starts to get to the point where you get lost and again i don't i don't blame that on people because it's it's easy like to to feel like that because you start to think oh you know i i bet in that scenario you were like if i don't you know not look latina in this situation like i could get fired or something like that like those thoughts like go through people's heads and so um but like like mariana said mariana said before like just listen to that like know that it's there but at the same time say like you know i am who i am i'm special now that you've written down like what is special about that about you you can pull it out and basically just be proud about that so i absolutely love that answer yeah you're you are an absolute rock star and, and i'm just so just like smiling ear to ear like from this conversation and I know that our listeners uh, do as well. And I cannot wait to post on social media, uh, <laughs> my, my video saying what's great with me, with the book and, um, and yeah, just, just so much great things to say about you. So um, to our listeners, I totally recommend that you pick up a copy of her book. And uh, so Mariana, where can our listeners buy your book, purchase your book. And also, as you said before, they can follow you on Instagram as well. Like where can they also go to explore more of your world if they are interested, which I'm sure they are. <laughs> so the book is called Perfectly You by Mariana Tencio. It's available on Amazon. It's available at Barnes and Noble. It's available in many Walmart stores, um, Sam's Club, BJ's, which is awesome. But the easiest thing is really online google perfectly you and it's doing so well joe it was number one on amazon week of release for social issues for latino biographies the audiobook was selected by apple as one of the must listens for the month of june oh wow because you know now so many of us are running errands we spend i mean i know in florida and when i'm traveling all across the country i have to spend so much time in the car so Mm -hmm. It has that, you know, it has some Spanish words in there, you know, what I call my mom and dad. It takes you to South America for carnival. And it'll really, you know, for the English listeners, it will help you with your Spanish, little Spanish words and and bring you into this world that I inhabited as a kid. And then what it feels like to 
to move to the United States. It's really a testament to the values that this country stands for. So I'm so proud of it. Um, so audiobook uh, on Audible or on Apple, and then Amazon is the easiest way, perfectly you. And then if you want to follow me on social, it's at M-A-R-I-A-N-A, Mariana, and then A-T-E-N-C-I-O, Atencio. And I'll awesome. be looking out for your photo with the book, Joe. Oh, it will be there. You, and we'll keep uh, manifesting this call out to the universe. Thank you for... Thank you for teaching people how to be fulfilled. And thank you for being perfectly you. Oh, of course. And thank you for sharing your amazing wisdom and your experiences. And also you just inspiring people to be perfectly themselves, including myself. So thank you for that. But also thank you just for, again, like, and I'll bring it right back at you for just being so authentic and and not being afraid to, you know, be yourself. Because I think what you're doing is something that the not just my generation, but the world needs right now, because I think it can really not just solve a lot of problems, but I think it just can make people so much more fulfilled. So thank you for everything that you're doing. And you are just an absolute rock star. And and I cannot be more grateful to have you on the show. So thank you so much, Mariana. Thank you, my friend. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, if you are as interested as I am to dig more into her world, like go and find her, read her book. I totally suggest it. And I'm also going to bring the challenge on to you now to, if you get the book, read it and then say what you learned, what makes you perfectly you and tag Mariana in it and share it on your social outlets. We want to go out and spread this message as far as possible because I think it is incredibly important, not just for you, but for the world in becoming more fulfilled every single day. So thank you so much for listening guys we will see you next wednesday take care